The year is 1997. Maxim Magazine begins print, causing an all-time high in national horniness. El Nino fear is the only thing getting the world's mind off of the passing of Princess Diana. And the Roslyn Institute reveals the first successfully cloned mammal, Carson Daly. And in South Bend, Indiana, Brendan Bayless, Ryan Stasek, Joel Cummins, and Mike Miro started playing shows around Notre Dame. After just eight months, the band put out their first album, Greatest Hits Volume 3. Shortly after the release, the band added percussionist Andy Farrig. Andy's father became the band's agent. By the end of 1998, the boys had taken Notre Dame by storm and began playing outside of South Bend at colleges and house parties, allowing the audience to tape music freely. The band put out two live albums over the next two years. In 2001, the South Bend boys started to focus on improvisation within their performances. They called these improv excursions Jimmy Stewart as they first tried it in the Jimmy Stewart Ballroom in a hotel. With these Jimmy Stewarts, a new drummer, and a proper album called Local Band Does Okay, the band did 150 shows in 2003. After all their hard work, they got a distribution deal and a late night spot at Bonnaroo where they'd be exposed to a whole new audience. In July, Rolling Stone called them the odds-on favorites in the next Fish Sweepstakes. With over 20 years in the game, a jammy for best live album in 2007, and 21 total albums, today we stand by... Humphreys McGee. Hello there, piss freaks and Stantonio Banderases. Welcome to Stand By Your Band. It's me, your host, Tommy Takar. I can't. I should. I need to not call myself Tommy because it gets confusing. <laughs> uh, I we sh- we should only refer to you, Tommy McNamara. Hello, Tommy. I'm back. You're back in a big way. <laughs> no more co-hosts. <laughs> no one will have even heard that episode. To be honest, <laughs> if you go to our Patreon page right now, you can hear an episode where uh, our dear friend Jeff Tate uh, plays the part of Tommy McNamara in a live episode, but. It's very crackly, so I don't. I, I threw it up there. It was a fun time. John Handcuff and uh, and Jimmy Roberson ar- argued fish versus what was it? Uh, Flock, Flock of, of seagulls. seagulls. The age old debate. Yeah, it was a weird <laughs> debate, <laughs> but it was a fun show. But it just was. It, it's a it's a bonus up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, welcome uh, welcome back, Tommy, to the podcast, and welcome back me to New York. Yes, Tom just walked in the door, luggage free. <laughs> Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> As if the, my luggage was b- weighing it me was down. It was a burden. <laughs> Everybody has baggage. <laughs> Except, <laughs> Except Tom for me, <laughs> because the airline lost it. So, um, yeah, I just I, I just got back from a long fucking trip on the road. I was in Cincinnati and uh, Chicago and Bloomington, all over. I'm going to be back in town for a few days. So we're going to record a few Stand By Your Bands. And uh, then I'm off to Los Angeles, Ooh. California. Heard of it? Um, we uh, we should intro our, intro our guests here today. I'm huh? fine. 
Hey, Brett. <laughs> we got Brett Arnold on today. Brett Hello. Arnold. Thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, it's an honor to be here. I'm uh, definitely a big stand by your stand. Ooh, Which I like that. Ooh. Stand by stand. I was thinking of uh, calling the fans stand by your band, but bad. I thought it might be too confusing. Stand. No, that works. <laughs> I like it. Stands by your band. Yeah, it works. Mm, it's too confusing. I still think Piss Freaks is probably <laughs> the, That's the one that the people the seem most to efficient. like. Yeah. <laughs> when we did the live one, uh, it was out in the middle of like a tunnel like it was outdoors and so i opened by calling everybody piss freaks and i saw a child walking towards the stage <laughs> and, and i apologized and the guy the guy who was her her, her father i assume I the hope. man who was with her was like ah she hears worse shit than that all the time she's a real bitch piglet yeah. oh shit <laughs> deep cut i know this pod hell, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> jinx <laughs> tommy how you been buddy I'm good. This is the first episode of recording since the incident. We talked about it a little bit on the Coldplay episode. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we said that it was your fault, probably. Oh, <laughs> oh the incident. Unbelievable. No. Oh, God. Uh, no, we were very worried about you from afar. So I got uh, I got mugged for the listeners. The guy punched me in the face, took my phone, ran away, and uh, now I'm back. That's comedy. And that's comedy, baby. Uh, now, what uh, music were you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Defend it. Yeah, 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 I stand by that. <laughs> I was listening to, this is true, uh, the soundtrack to the musical The Last Five Years. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Which is the lamest thing uh, you can do. You can't go see that play again. Now. I know. It'd be yeah. triggering. Maybe it introduced that man to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he went home listening to that, like, you know what? This shit is dope. So, is this yeah. off Broadway? Uh, it's so funny because the uh, the song, like the main song I love from that musical, is called "Still Hurting." <laughs> <laughs> Never related <Wow>. more. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Uh, it's been a nice long weekend. Happy to be here. Yeah. What yeah. did you get into this weekend, man? Um, not much. I did my usual uh, karaoke at Cover Club. There you go. Friday time. night. Uh, got a little loose, yeah. loosey goosey. What'd you sing? What did I sing that night? Oh my god, I don't remember. Uh, uh. Oh, Arctic Monkeys. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Love wow. it. Great song. It was a, it was a hoot. We're both Man. AM freaks. Yeah, I have them Brad tattooed the morning on my wrist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we both uh, we both met Alex Turner. We oh, both have did? met Alex Turner Holy separately. Shit. So not at the same It'd time. It'd be weird right? if we met him at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I just met you like two years ago. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. But check out the Arctic Monkeys. You've told the story about meeting him on here, right? Uh, yeah, I've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coachella. Coachella. 16, Mine yeah. was also a festival. It was Austin City Limits. Mm-hmm. I had a, a press pass because I was writing for a college newspaper. And if you just apply for festivals and you have a Big Ten school credential, they'll give it to you Damn. for free. Wow. So I went to all these festivals in college for free. Uh, but Austin City Limits, I walk into the press tent, and the first, pers- the first thing I see is my favorite band, the Arctic Monkeys, in like a circle. And I just like am an asshole, just like walked up, was like, hey, look at my tattoo I just got. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex turns to Maddie, Maddie Helders, and he goes, oh, look at that, you've done it. That's and then so that was good. oh that's right you told me that yeah. <laughs> you've done it you've done, you've done it. it I did that it sounds o- that sounds ominous I think he was creeped oh, out no. because I got this tattoo before the album came out 
Like they released like the single That's so and the fun. art what was there. What if you there. hated the album? I know. I was worried about <laughs> that. There was risk. a period uh, of a couple of weeks of like, oh, I really hope this album's dank. And it was really good. Thank God. Wow. It reminds me of when Tom met Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. He, he had <laughs> just gotten the swastika tattooed on his forehead. Right. <laughs> I didn't even know if it was going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the race war? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that Manson worked out goes, for everybody. You've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he played me his beautiful music. <laughs> yeah. Somebody we should... should yeah. <laughs> Come on and def- you should defend Manson. Yeah, we'll do a special <laughs> Halloween episode where I defend the music of Charles Manson. <laughs> it's apparently just terrible. Like, <laughs> all we'll have for the Halloween episode is that and uh, the monster match. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Charles Manson is like he was given so many opportunities. If he had the talent, he would be a musician. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I but mean, he, he has a writing credit on a Beach Boys song. Right. Ex- yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, That's correct. Right. Speaking of Charles Manson, we're here to talk about Umphreys McGee. Umphreys. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say before we jump into that, I did. I also just did karaoke. I did live band karaoke Ooh. while I was in Bloomington, which is the most thrilling thing I think you can do in in this life. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is so fun. It reminds you of like, like you're a, you're you're in the band. It, you feel like you're in the band. And you're like the second you get off stage, you're like, why do I do comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I should be doing this with my life. Right. I sang. Uh, you want to take a guess at what I sang? Is it all nineties? Yes. Okay. Yes, so that's a good uh, handicap there. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Was, that's a. Abled, disabled. <laughs> you know who else is a good handicap? Uh, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> in, um, was it in Forrest Gump? Was He's it good, a good guy at the end? A good <laughs> handicap. The alternate title. <laughs> okay, let's guess. Was it? Uh, was it a Pearl Jam song? Was it Daughter by Pearl Jam? It was not. No, no that one's pretty Jam good. Boy. All yeah. right, let me. Let's do a qualifier: All male right. or female singer? Male, and I would say two hit wonder. Hit Wonder. Was it Closing Time by Semi Sonic? No, no, that's a good guess, though. It's it's in the same vein. Okay. Like a jumper? Mm, they have sort more of. Hits. They have more hits yeah. than that, though. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is. And they're, all right, I'll give you a big hint. Uh, Eve Six. That's it! Oh, I was, wow. oh shit. Inside Out? It was Inside Out. Oh, that was oh, the only man. two hit wonder I could think of. Dude, Eve is Here's to the Nights the other Yeah, yeah. that's, that's what one. I would consider, right? I don't here's to the I night. was into them, yeah. so I was like, I remember wanting there to be more good songs for me. There were more? Oh, I had an album of theirs, but I can't remember any of the other songs. I just like Tears. To I the remember night the artwork of that album. I hope oh, I haven't man. told the story on here already. But my I had a friend of mine when we were in like when we were like thirteen was like moving to a different city, and she was like really sad. And uh, she was like, "But let's just like it was her last night. We're like, let's just have fun. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to be sad." My friend puts on the song "Here's to the <laughs> Night." <laughs> That's so perfect. That's so funny. <laughs> and of course. Uh, she was leaving because uh, you you had killed uh, her dog. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yes, it was the butterfly. Was the butterfly yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to connect it to that somehow. It was a stretch. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're here to talk about Umphreys McGee today. We sure are. How do you, uh, should we start off with Jared's thing? Because I feel sure. like we, all right. Jared sent us a voicemail. Oh, great. We went to Jared um, for this. Let's see. Oh, Johnny, I got a text. <laughs> He wants to send me his avails. All right, so this is Jared Thompson speaking on Umphreys McGee. What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending Umphreys McGee. Like a lot of you, I've never heard them. I mean, they're definitely fairly unknown. Uh, I know they have, like, the white kid, like, drug following, similar to Fish or whatever. 
I knew that much about them. I knew enough to stay away because the name is so terrible. I mean, it like a person that listens to Jimmy Eat World, which is maybe the worst band name of all time, thinks that this band name is bad. I mean, that's how bad the band name is. This is my first time listening to them and uh, kind of like a Cliff Notes way to get introduced to a band when you're doing something like making fun of bands on a podcast is just to sort of go to what, is looked at as their most popular song. So I listened to the three most popular songs according to Tidal, the songs that Tidal, the the Jay-Z streaming service, shows as the most listened to tracks. And all three of them seem to be from an album of, like, covers, and this is not any cover. This has to be alongside when I heard Pentatonix Christmas songs for the first time, one of the most jarring moments of my musical (laughs) life, hearing them take two songs, and sometimes not even two good songs. Like, there was bad songs in here where they take two different songs and mash them together, and it's just, it's so bad. One of them was Michael Jackson and Fleetwood Mac, and even though both those are two elite artists in history, it's I can't even tell you how bad it is. It's fucking terrible. So please, for the love of God, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't already like this band, do not, do not start anytime soon. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's the first time that's happened. Well, I, I can't say I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, Jared gave a warning to people not to turn. Can I start boat. off with the mashup thing? Because sure. I put one on the playlist, not because I like it, but because it's important to talk about, I yeah. think. So Unfreeze has done, I don't know how many years now, maybe a decade. On Halloween every year, they do a run of shows that uh, like there's a gimmick around them. They do mashups. Uh-huh. They mash up songs live. Um, the one I put on the playlist was Sad Clint Eastwood. It's Sad But True, mm-hmm. mixed with Clint Eastwood uh, by the Gorillas. They have National Anthem Loser. It's like National Anthem by Radiohead and Loser by Beck with like I thought Phil it was Collins the National Anthem. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they mashed up the Wait, National Anthem. Are you talking about the Nationals Anthem? <laughs> uh, what is it? Blood Buzz Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> Great song. Great fucking song. I'm going to go see them on Wednesday. Oh, nice. I'm seeing them when they come to... Uh, of Queens, whatever Ooh, Forest I Park went to a, a national concert and Colin Kaepernick was front row kneeling the whole time. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> um, so the, the, the mashup thing is not representative of their sound or their music and should not be treated as such. The fact that it's on the top of, first of all, title. What a weird thing. Well, Jared, to, Jared loves a, Solange. So <laughs> he wanted to hear that album first. Um, <laughs> so it's weird that that's what, uh, it's interesting to me that that's like the top song on title. That's because like, mm-hmm. it's the most recent, like, studio album they've put out so what uh, happened was they have been doing this thing for so long it's a fun run i've gone i've, I've gone to the past like six or seven years of it and uh it's it's a fun thing like everyone wears excuse me everyone wears mashup costumes it's like the band will be uh jzz top and like mm-hmm. salvador uh. dolly parton and like i you know everyone who attends wears mashup costumes too so i've been like I had a Wilfred the dog costume, so I milked that for years. I was Will Freddy Krueger. Nice. I was Wilfred Durst. Um, <laughs> what about Wilfred Durst? <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
so that's what it is. It's like it's just a gimmick thing. They play a regular show, and each show has one or two new mashups, and everyone's like, no one really thinks they're like amazing. It's just like this is a dumb fun thing. We're all dancing. This yeah. is fun. So they did put out an album called Zonky, which is a mashup I was of a zebra well. and a donkey. I would mm-hmm. imagine. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, uh, I don't know a single Umphreys fan that like bought this album or was like hella stoked about this album. Mm-hmm. Like it was just kind of like a. I think it's cool they did it because they can maybe get people who don't like jam bands and who don't like their music to be yeah. like, oh, like this is a fun thing. Like I don't think they're as terrible as Jared made them sound. I think there's a couple that are. I mean, I don't think they're great. I think there's a few that I like. Sad Clint Eastwood sounds. Yeah, well, okay that's to the me. only one from that that you put on there. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that's the only experience we had mm-hmm. with those matches. Sad but Clint Eastwood or sad yeah. Clint Eastwood. Which I, I was. Uh, I was impressed with how much they sounded like the yes. song. Chris Which, Myers. His vocals sounded a lot. Did you like, think? Uh, did you enjoy that, or did you? Or were you just impressed? I was impressed by. I yeah. liked the Clint Eastwood part, but that's just because I like Clint Eastwood. That's what, That's yeah. the moment I had during that. I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" And then I was like, "Wait, no, I like that song." Mm-hmm. Wait, play that song instead. All right, well, <laughs> right. Uh, no. oh, oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah I, I was just like, they, and it, it was like a take on it where I was like, "But they're just doing what they did." Mm-hmm. So it's not. So they're very. I think why Umphreys fans are so like gung ho about them is because they are that like very technically impressive. Like if you see them. Every Umphreys fan will tell you you can't listen to their music and get it. You have to go yeah, see them. Yeah, that's what the a couple of the Facebook comments. Yeah, were. that's what everyone says. And like in this case, it's true. They really are just like they're so locked in. They've been playing together since 1998. Like they're just yeah. fucking locked into the point where they can. Uh, they've been called. Not I don't want to slight their original music or anything, but people do call, refer to them as like one of the best cover bands around because every show they they play a cover or two mm-hmm. and they fucking crush it and it sounds awesome. Like Pink, like huge songs. Like yeah, like Pink Floyd, like Shine On You Crazy Diamond, mm-hmm. just like huge sounding songs uh-huh. but again i know that i'm already like talking myself into a hole here because i'm like <laughs> this band i like is the best cover band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, i do love i think every live show should have one cover i, I agree it's that. always fun yeah. What yeah. Is, what's your favorite cover you've seen live um i mean i've seen pearl jam rocking in the free world as a closer was really fun Ooh, nice. i saw fun. um Waxahachie, when I saw them, did an amazing cover of uh, <laughs> that Jessica Simpson song, uh, <laughs> With You. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. I've seen Arctic Monkeys do Nick Cave do Red, Red Right Hand. Ooh, that was fun. fucking epic. But yeah. Umphreys covers so many different bands. Uh, they One of my favorite recent ones was I saw them in Asbury Park, New Jersey this summer, as I always do, and they played Hey 19. Uh, by Celia Dan, and they Ooh. jammed the shit. Right. Was, that, was that on our? Oh yeah, R.I.P. And uh, also a band that we've had defended on the podcast. Have you already? We both loved. Yeah. yeah. Oh Celia wait, Dan fucking Nick rules. Nanny and uh, Dan Perlman did that early on. I just remembered a great cover I saw recently. Last year I saw the Smashing Pumpkins at the Beacon Theater, and it was like maybe it was right after David Bowie had passed away, mm. and Billy came out with just an acoustic guitar and played Space Oddity, and it was incredible. Hell yeah, it was yeah. so good. Hell yeah! What was the one I, j- I just had one? Um, I have I have two. The uh, when I went to see Always Live and they covered uh, the Always prim- with the V's. Yeah, Always. They, they covered the Primitive song. That's like uh, I think it's called You Go Way Too Fast. Crash. Uh, it's from the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. <laughs> and it, it was ah, incredible. Yes. I loved it. And then I also saw when I saw Sergio Simpson. I think he did the Promise cover Sergio oh, Simpson so is great at covers yeah. oh he's amazing in that Bloom man is can great. make me cry oh I know yeah it's so good Humphreys um, does that one too they do in Bloom yeah oh wow. wow they do a lot man they have so many sounds it's so hard to put them on a six song playlist <laughs> you know what I'd like to see the Smashing Pumpkins cover 
Gallagher. <laughs> Don't you smash some pumpkins? I got an email recently that was promoting um, Billy Corgan's new solo tour. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about William Patrick Corgan? William, <laughs> William Patrick Cor- uh, Corgan. It's very, it. it's oh, very shit. serious. Is it like more to be more religious now or something? Mm-hmm. It even like says WPC thing. on it. Like, like he I've has heard, a new logo. I've heard of J.P. Morgan, but W.P. Corgan? <laughs> <laughs> I tweet that. Hold up. <laughs> well, we're going to pause. Tommy's going to tweet something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they cover yeah th- that and they started out doing coverage from what I was reading. They, they did, yeah, they would so, start yeah. out with a mix of covers. In nineteen ninety eight or so, like they were a band that formed uh at Notre Dame. Oh, Indiana. oh I know about it. South Bend, baby. South Bend. I think some points against them immediately. <laughs> South Bend, Indiana is for hill people and I don't like it. I was just telling I just told this story on stage this weekend. Because me and my buddy Dwight Simmons, who was opening for me at Go Bananas, uh, we worked together at South Bend once, and we had a whole weekend of just insane people talking to us. So, like, we had two different cab rides where one of them was this guy who um, he was telling us that the town got ruined the day they started letting women go to Notre Dame. Oh my oh, god! He, his point was because women are so smart so much smarter than men it was unfair to the men he has a point men have been unfairly maligned for <laughs> a like, very long I've time i've never heard somebody argue that yeah, way about like no black people shouldn't get to vote cuz they're so much smarter Their than us would be better <laughs> they'll they'll make they'll how's a white guy going to have a chance like, <laughs> that's never the case i'd never heard somebody argue like that and the other cab driver we had was this lady She's a uh, a bigger lady um, with a very deep voice, and that's important because I was certain that she was a man the whole cab ride, and I was sitting in the back seat, and Dwight was like, we were drunk, and Dwight was like, uh, will you take us to McDonald's? I'll buy your food, and she doesn't say a word to us. She just goes into McDonald's and starts ordering, and then she doesn't say thank you or, yeah, that sounds good. She starts ordering. She goes, give me a double quarter pounder with no cheese. Uh, last time I had cheese, I had a fucking stroke. I was down for a year. (laughs) Into the drive-thru person. Yes. (laughs) Do the drive-thru person. So then we leave, we leave the McDonald's. We get about, I would say a half a mile down the road. We're so close to our hotel. She looks in the bag, brings the car to a screeching halt and goes, there's fucking cheese on here. Swerves it around as hard as she can, like U-turns. And then goes back up to the uh, the drive through window. She's just waiting, just like boiling. She's like, last time I had fun. They're trying to fucking kill me. Oh my I had a like fucking a stroke. Yeah, yeah. So then she looks inside the window. She sees the guy like working. And she goes, look at this fucking queer bouncing, <laughs> prancing around like a fairy. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, do you like... <laughs> What's that all about, huh? Like I was like, do you like hate gay people? And she goes, Well, I am one. <laughs> oh my! And I was God. like, What is happening? <laughs> like, I, it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because when you started talking about cab drivers and uh, M- McDonald's drive-throughs, yeah, it brought me back to the last Humphrey show I went to in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Bluebird. Ooh, <laughs> oh, because shit. that's exactly what happened to us. Except none of the stroke or cheese thing. But yeah, we just. We did it. <laughs> we, we got McDonald's, and it was successful. Yeah. No one wow. was disparaged. Yeah. There was no slurs. Well, that was thrown around Indiana. It's a little different there. Yeah. Although there's, I don't think I've ever slurs. been to South Bend. Actually, South Bend is a trash town with a private college. Yeah, I've been to know. Bloomington, and I dated a girl from Valparaiso. 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 Yeah. Valpo. 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 Um, yeah. So South Bend. Reading that they were from there, I was immediately like, "Oh, here we go." And so, the thing is, some <laughs> of my best friends are from South Bend. Um, 
Like, uh, I think John Handcuff might be from South Bend. I think from that area. He's a good I think boy. they're thought of as more of a Chicago band because, like, you know, once they got the uh, the success that they saw at Notre Dame, they moved to Chicago together and then started touring. Well, they were mm-hmm. always kind of touring a lot, but then they like settled down in Chicago and played all the time. Yeah. Um, and now I think people would like they when they go to Chicago, it's like a hometown show. They don't really go mm. to South Bend anymore. Yeah, those they're Halloween too, shows are too in big Chicago, for South right? Bend. Uh, they move around a lot. They've been in Milwaukee the past few years. I feel like they're and at the Aragon or something. They've yeah. been the last time yeah, I saw them in was... Chicago was at the Aragon. Okay, and so that's, God, Chicago venues fucking suck. Do you guys talk about that what? on here a lot? What you talking about? Uh, oh my God, Aragon, Riv, Vic. Oh, they're all gotcha. just all the mid-sized venues. Like yeah. the sound is just bad. It's like I'll, I'll go see shows there. I think Park West is great. Park West is amazing. Park West is a beautiful. There's new ones like Lincoln Hall's amazing. Lincoln Hall's great. Shubas is great. great. But like uh, mid-sized like places that Arctic, I've seen Arctic Monkeys and like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Talia Hall is really cool. Yeah, that, uh, all the new ones again. Yeah. The Metro's like, fun. Have you been to the Metro? Yeah, I love the Metro. I yeah. saw I've been kicked out of the Metro. Oh. The only <laughs> venue in Chicago I've been kicked out no of. No wonder you hate Chicago yeah. venues so much. <laughs> yeah, they won't even let you get all drunk and scream and uh, that was a uh, Black Keys. Lollapalooza after show in which I was handed a joint wasn't even mine took a hit of it spotlight on me out damn with the first song second, first or second song damn yeah. wow you got fucking set up but man. I love the metro despite <laughs> that it's a great venue it I is. saw one of LCD on the final tour LCD at the metro so like imagine that like small fucking room it was great Wow, I love music, you guys. <laughs> what do you guys don't let my love for Umphrey not to not to quick sidebar. What thoughts on the new LCD? I think the new LCD is great, but I don't think it holds a candle to any of the other ones. Okay. Uh, I have a pretty similar thing. I really yeah. like it, and I've enjoyed it. I like it a lot. Yeah. There's nothing I don't like about it. I just think it hasn't hit me the same way that the other, any of the other well, ones Well, there's have. no yeah, there's no song that I would put in their top ten. No, it. yeah. but it's so solid. I think the first half of the I think album. Tonight's amazing. T- okay, I do agree with you. I've come around on Tonight. Yeah. Um, my ranking that I tweeted, I would change a little bit. I would put Tonight a little higher, and I would definitely make Emotional Haircut last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the singles that we know already that came out months ago, mm-hmm. they just don't have the same impact as the rest of the album for me for some reason. But Tonight's mm-hmm. good. I do like Tonight. But uh, Call the Police and American Dream, again, in context, they're fine. But like, I find myself listening to the first half of the album a lot more. I'm a big Other Voices fan. Other Voices is awesome. That's like the most LCD sounding yeah, song for on sure. it. It sounds like it could be on another album. Yeah, that could be a Sound of Silver song. I saw LCD. Um, that So they did that residency at Book and Steel. I went to mm-hmm. one of those. But before that, a year ago, a, right, exactly a year before that, they did those surprise Webster Hall shows. Oh, yeah. And I went to both of those. And so I've seen them three or four times and I saw them at Panorama so four times in the past year and as an Umphreys McGee jam band fan at, like it's annoying to see the same set list every fucking night they were doing the same set yeah. list they, wow. they varied oh. it up a little bit Interesting. They, did, they added one of the nights like something off uh, 4533 like one of those like spacey mm-hmm. jam things and it was great but for the most part I understood what they were doing. This was the Webster Hall shows, especially. This was before they came back officially and were like touring and doing festivals. So they were working out their set. Yeah. And right. I get it. And then they toured festivals and did that set every fucking night. But I'm sure, I feel like James Murphy's probably fucking annoyed by that at mm. this point. So I'm hoping on this, they have another 10 nights coming up at Book and Steel. They'll have to. Make I'm that. hoping they're yeah, going to do, yeah, yeah. A, I want to hear some of the new stuff, but I also want to hear a lot of the old stuff that they're just not right. playing anymore. Plus, they're going to play that Christmas song because it'll be December. God <laughs> damn it. Ooh, that fucking true. Christmas song. That's a song. great Christmas song. I actually yeah. love that. It's better it. than, it's better it's than most, my, like... It's like one of my yeah. favorite Christmas it. songs, honestly. Yeah, I, was saying, I, don't, I can't think of like another band that did like a themed song tied yeah. to something, which I think we could lead into. I think into. Mariah and LCD Sound <laughs> I will System. Say, I was at my family's uh, Christmas party 
that year, like, and I, someone texted me or I saw a tweet or something that there was a new LCD sound system song about Christmas, and I locked myself in the bathroom at the party and listened <laughs> to it like three times in a row. Dude, <laughs> I think we I, all relate to that. Yeah. that I, I associate now my two my two modern Christmas like nostalgia things are listening to that song and the Christmas jerseys on NBA 2K. They're so great. <laughs> I remember <laughs> just playing with those jerseys with my brother in law and like thinking, and hearing that song because he likes them too. And I'm just, Jewish. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, hold on, hold for edit. We can't, we can't l- let people know our religious affiliations on this show. People get very upset. Oh man, it doesn't stand by your Zion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do a segue. Right. Yes, <laughs> you've seen LCD Sound System four times in the past year. How many times have you seen Numtrius McGee total? If you have a number, are you ready for this? I'd love to hear your number. Ninety-seven. Oh what? shit! Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. You made it sound like it wasn't that many. Well, I have friends who are like in the 200s, so yeah, it doesn't Damn. seem like a lot to me. So As somebody who <laughs> grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, you know people who've seen, I've known people who've seen them more. Fuck. Yeah. 97. Is your, did I beat your boy? No, yeah, so I have a, my friend Brendan, who's a huge uh, Umphreys fan. I texted him today, asking him how many times he'd seen them, and he said 84 times. And I thought, See, that's, that's about- insane. There's no yeah. way Brett will beat it. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> then he beat it by I now. wouldn't know if there's anything I've seen 97 times. A disappointed look penis. from the impomp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how dare you? My mother's a fine woman. Love your mom. <laughs> she's, a li- she's a listener. That's great. Yeah. Both our moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, show. <laughs> the biggest subscribers to your Patreon account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I've seen them 97 times. I've seen fish like just over 20 now because of the they just did the the 13 night run here i saw them a bunch uh i've seen lcd probably like 10 times total wow, wow. i've yeah, i just like going to see live music and then uh arctic monkeys are probably the the, the next most that like i think i've seen them 16 times or 17 damn, times. damn. i've seen them three times and i thought that was they're good. the best <laughs> yeah they're the best. i think i've seen wilco twice and i think that's the i've most seen I've seen, <laughs> I've seen wilco about i think 18 or 19 times damn i love Daniel? that band Huh? Is that, is damn, Daniel? damn Daniel, man. Yeah, that's what I said when that new. Uh, what year is this? <laughs> Wait, that's um, forget. Yeah, so I texted. <laughs> I texted my friend Brandon because I knew he was a huge fan. So I asked him, "Give me three reasons why I should like Humphreys McGee." Ooh, and he nice. said, "Musicianship, diversity of the music, and uh, a face melting live rock show." Which oh, I think you know what I agree. With. I think I said all those things at some point. But then before I had time to respond, he also sent. Uh, when they really start grooving, you can say that it's a dance party stew. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's where you lost me. Do you want to know where this, I can explain the stew part. Okay. Yeah. The, please. Umphreys <laughs> uh, McGee yourself. calls their, Im- or at one point they did. Now it's kind of just like the fans use it and they don't really like notate it on their set list anymore. But what they used to call their improv sections and the jam sections Jimmy Stewart's. Right, because they uh, they they, uh, they named it after they were in like a hotel mm-hmm. jamming, and they had this like the room was called the Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, the room, room. was a Jimmy Stewart ballroom. So like they were just like we're just gonna call our improv that now. So then there, you could like Google this and find it. People like uh, telling you the difference between an Umphreys Jimmy Stewart and an Umphreys Jazz Odyssey, which I is like what they used to call these. them. Yeah, yeah, like a jazz like. Uh, and Jimmy Stewart is like a very complex form of improv where like some jam bands would take the same riff and repeat it and repeat it and like that's kind of the jam. Umphreys is like, I would say they're not just live improv, they're like doing live compositions. So like they're just, I'm saying like what I said before, like they're such good musicians, they've been playing for so long together. They just have this chemistry that when you see them play, it's fucking crazy because you're watching them make songs. Like the, the way that Umphreys like writes new music is often by 
taking the Stewarts they do during live shows and like listening to them again and then writing a song around it. And that's like how a lot of some of their huge hits come from that. Yeah. That's weird because so like, that is the Second City method for sketch writing. I'm serious. That's yeah, how Second City yeah. writes sketches. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. whenever I call, whenever I start riffing on stage, I say, how do you guys like that Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> but I think as comics, you guys can maybe appreciate the uh, no, I, improv yeah, aspect. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. I, I can appreciate some improvisation. Yeah, that's the reason I've seen them 97 times because also I use it I'm going to talk about in addition to what your friend said I think that's all true they're amazing musicians and like once they lock in it's like crazy but it's also like this community aspect of it where I've seen them 97 times my first show was in 2009 Mm -hmm. I've seen them a ton since then and I've used it as an excuse to like travel the country and like Mm. meet people and my favorite are you in like groups yeah there's Facebook groups there's like I would say Half my Twitter followers, like, I have half, like, people who are, like, there for, like, hard news and, like, the shit I retweet. And then half the people are just, like, Umphreys fans who, like... Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I would... Uh, every time Umphreys is in town, there's a huge Twitter meetups of, like, 20 to 30 of us. It's so much fun. Yeah. I have, like, these are, like, my people. Like, uh-huh. these are my friends now. <laughs> like, I don't have real-life friends. I have Twitter friends who see shows with me. Yeah. Um, Tommy s- has that same thing with his piss fetish friends. <laughs> <laughs> Pissfreaks.org. <Yeah. laughs> he travels the country <laughs> seeing different... Um, I like the fact that I can go I've seen them I just counted before I got here I've seen them in 15 states and I think it's cool that I can go alone I can get hop on a flight go see a show in uh, Dallas Texas for example which I did Um, and I went by myself didn't know anyone in Dallas and I walk into the show and there's 15 to 20 people I know right now. So like, it's interesting. It's a cool thing. You get to see all these cool venues across the country. Like I've seen, uh, you ever been to Penn's Peak? No. I think it's Jim Thorpe. That's our future president. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's an incredible venue, like in the mountains. It's like awesome. And then there's, uh, I've gone to Red Rocks a couple times to see them, which is the fucking, the best place to see music. I actually saw Vampire Weekend as my first Red Rocks show. I like Vampire Weekend. Which was amazing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, I think I, love the band not only because i love the music which i do like uh i have friends who tried to get me into fish first and i didn't really take but now mm-hmm. i now i like fish but f- the difference between fish and umphreys to me is fish does one sound mm-hmm. very well i think and like they just jam that and umphreys does like every sound on the that's possible and they yeah. do it very well and like you never know what kind of show you can get like you can go on a friday to an umphreys show and it's a full heavy metal rock show and you'll be like oh my god i wasn't ready for that like i was one of the dance show and the next night will be all dancey and like reggae interesting so it's yeah. like that's why like they do three night runs and i uh-huh. go all three and it's like it's kind of like it's just this it's just the way i don't know how to describe it other than like it's, with, it's its own thing but with fish you know what you're gonna get with fish it's just like yeah their sound even though it's like you don't know what you're gonna get in terms of song selection i think that their music is all fairly similar. They don't really like, you know, tune their instruments down yeah. or anything. It's mm. just like, we're playing this one. We're playing this one. We're noodling on this one. I don't mean to shit talk fish. No, Sorry, no. listeners. I, I, mean, just, I, feel like I just saw, I just saw sure. fish eight out of 13 we're doing shows. A, we're doing a fish episode tomorrow. Actually. Oh my God. So we're going to be real jammed out. By yeah. The yeah you're going to fucking hate. And usually, <laughs> usually I only listen to fish on good Friday. Oh no. <laughs> good Lord. What? Come on. <laughs> I listen to meatloaf the rest of the week. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Old friend, <it. laughs> friend of the pod, yeah. meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I heard Pope Francis is really in Humphreys McGee. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I heard. Right. I also heard he voted for Trump. No, he didn't. Yeah, that was like no. the most. The most Wait, fu- he can't vote. <laughs> 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 you know how popes like get Trump. to vote? 
an he, American he election. He publicly spoke out spoke out against Trump. I know. I'm just. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the. I was. I, I was referencing the most shared fake news story on on Facebook, uh, which oh, is that, that the a Pope thing? voted for Trump, and oh, it had like hilarious. it had like a million shares, and the article debunking it had like five shares. Wow. Like that's that's why Trump I'd won, believe, you guys. Let's get I'd political. I believe that young Pope voted for him. <laughs> yeah, dude, ju- sexy ass dude, law. who's also it. from another yeah. country. He's godless. He's a godless pope. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't watch that. I really it wanted to, though. Did you watch it all? I watched all but two episodes, I think. Mm. I, I Saving it for later. I got bored. I heard it was a lot of EDM. What's that? Is that true? Electronic dance music? I heard that the soundtrack had a Is bunch anyone, of EDM on the, it. Actually, the, uh, the, soundtrack, uh, the soundtrack was a lot of Andrew Bird, which was really yeah. good. The themes, like, they, there was, like, an ongoing theme throughout the show. Like, not their theme song, which was... Uh, I can't remember. It might be a Who song or something. But the uh, the ongoing theme was this Andrew Bird song that was like, God, it's so pretty. Yeah, it's, he's a. I realized very pretty by singer. I realized that like eight episodes in, that was all I was watching it for. <laughs> just to hear that song. Hear that. I can just hear, listen to that hear song. Hear for that bird. Yeah, bring on the bird. Chirp, 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 chirp. chirp. Okay, I have a I have a big question here. Great. Oh shit. Will you marry Tommy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it put me on the spot. You're looking um, mighty fine today. All right. Have you ever seen Humphreys McGee? Sober. Yes. Ooh. Okay. I All right. Good Shocking question. Shocking answer. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. I mean, again, Umphreys. Keep fish. in mind for Stand By Your Band, five beers is sober. Oh, That's well then, true. Five certain, beers is the sober certainly. Certainly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. This is the sort of stuff that gets me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they get labeled as that. I mean, and I'm not going to say that's not the scene because it is the scene. Like, people, you know. Take an acid and go into the show. Like yeah. that, that's a thing that happens. Have done it. We'll do it again. But <laughs> Shit, um, this is a cop podcast. Sorry, but. mom. Yeah, I know. She'll, my mom will listen to this, and I will get an angry text about this. Nice. Um, but that's not why I go. Like, uh, there's there's different factions of fans. I feel like a lot of them are there uh, purely for the music. There are fans like that. You will know people who are 100 percent sober at the guardrail every show. There are people I know like that. Then there are people who partake. In all the drugs, every show, and that's kind of the reason they're there. You feel like, like, I mean, the music does take on, I guess, a life of its own in that situation. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen them sober. I've seen, I've gone to like, I think the longest run I went to was a five night run, and by the end of the like, you know, by the end of by night five, I fucking hated them. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like I am not doing this again. Yeah. No way. I didn't drink that night. I didn't do anything, and it was fine. Like, the, they will still impress sober. I do believe that. Um, I think. Fish is, I think Fish, I needed the initial, like, here, take drugs and go see them to really appreciate, like, get into it initially. And then it was like, oh, I can listen to this sober now. But for Umphreys, I was never, the music has always been uh, more important to me than, like, the the altered states that I enjoy them in. You used to be about the drugs, man. Yeah. Uh, This is is a related (laughs) comment. Um, Joe McAdam, friend of the podcast. Love Joe. uh, He wrote... I went to one of their shows on accident once. The music was very, very boring. The most boring music I think I've ever heard. But someone snuck a huge bong into the show, <laughs> so I can't say I hate their fans as much as I should. That's a pretty gutsy move. I love that. I've seen shit like that at shows. Yeah. Um, they play this festival in, in Illinois, actually. And you, ever know, you know where Chillicothe, Illinois is? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like south, yeah. I think. Um. Uh, they basically like it's their festival it's called Summer Camp Music Festival they headline every year all three nights Um, that festival is just like a total no man's land like the biggest drug trade you'll ever see people do just bring giant bongs to like the show 
it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my friend, I texted him and I asked him, like, do you have any crazy stories from Humphrey's concerts? And he, uh, his first response was, can it involve LSD? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably so will. Yeah. Him and a work friend went to an Humphrey show and they were both they were both tripping on LSD. And then they saw their manager from work was at the show. Oh, <laughs> and they were oh, like, oh, no. no. But they'd end up like being ringed. The show was canceled. And their manager like found them and brought them back to their apartment. And they just like partied till 4 a.m. Oh, my God. That story has a happy end. Don't you think yeah. they knew that they were tripping? The, the, the person? Wow. wow. But I guess that's the community that Humphreys brings. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, it's truly, it's all about that for me. I really do enjoy that aspect of it. And it's just a nice bonus that I think their music kicks ass. You like this music. <laughs> I, <laughs> you sure do like this music. I really do. I'm into heavy shit. So, like, yeah. the fact that, like, I can get that and I get the improv that keeps me, like, excited to see them every night, you yeah. know, I like that. I let's, like it. I like this band, you let's, guys. Before we forget, let's listen to this Chicago song. We're right. talking about how big Fuck. they are in Chicago. I'm sorry that I just <laughs> said how much I love them, and now they're playing this. This is my one my one demand for doing this podcast was that we played this Should song. Should we set it up full. or are just going to play it? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's set it up. Uh, yeah, you, I, the Chicago Tourism Board uh, uh, asked Umphreys McGee, Buddy Guy, and Chicago, the band, mm-hmm. to do this uh, song for the city of Chicago. And I will preface it again by saying that I don't think any city's tourism anthem has been good. <laughs> it's also weird, like, as if there were no songs about Chicago yet. Yeah, there are so many. <laughs> yeah. There are so many. Sweet Home Chicago's fine. What's wrong with We sh- don't with need that? another one. No, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. like, good. So this is that song. Yeah. Before this, they just had that Fallout Boy song. <laughs> Chicago so two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, like, <laughs> not even <laughs> not pro-Chicago. Um, but Umphreys, not only do they not have never played this song live, they will never... They will never bring it up, and they will never play it. All right. When Let's you say they will never bring it up, have they been asked about it? Like I okay. There's a. I'll get into Umble after the song. I'll tell you what that is. It's like an event they do every year. Um, it's in that <laughs> that involves fan participation, and yeah. I every year write it in. It's a to like re- re- request, and they it'll know it'll never happen. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a troll. Sit down. Be humble. <laughs> 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 that should be their slogan for next year. All right, here's Kendrick the whole time. Your attention, please. This is Chicago. This is relatable. (laughs) This is a parody of a very funny. There's so much more than meets the eye. This is Brendan Bayless on vocals. To the sky. Every corner holds a new surprise. This no limit to how high. With no comparison, don't try. Always a smile, so come see Another three minutes. To- Wait till you get to the Jimmy Stewart. 
hơn You just lost all your listeners. Please spare us. Um, okay, so I don't like this band anymore. And you guys, you guys <laughs> did your job. Is, this, is, is that what, the premise not, of the pod? No, no, no that's <laughs> not it. to turn that me on my it. favorite band? No, I will no say, we just don't talk about that song. Did you guys know, because they, they do Jimmy Stewart's during their shows sometimes, but sometimes in the middle of a jam, they'll bring Donald Trump on stage and rub their fingers through him, his hair, and they'll call it a Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you write that Did like an hour ago? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just Jimmy Stewarted it. <laughs> the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that's yeah, a bad song. All the Let's... reasons why you're second <laughs> to Colbert. <laughs> uh, we're a pro Fallon uh, podcast. <laughs> Are you guys like Antifa, but for Fallon? (laughs) 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 We're Profi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. What about... No, never mind. (laughs) I was going to say Queen Antifa again. (laughs) So many riffs. Uh, All right. Um, I wanted to read another um, another comment here because my friend uh, my friend Britt Wiseman just wrote a big uh, a big old thing on here that I liked. She wrote, "I fucking hate them. My boyfriend in college was obsessed with them and dragged me to their shows, then asked me for gas money to get home." (laughs) Did I date her in college? Who is this? Who is this? This is my friend Britt. Uh, then he goes. Then she goes. He was a bassist in a band called Turbo Spank and worked at a pizza place and sold weed. He's now in a seven-piece Steely Dan cover band. We don't talk anymore. He sounds awesome. <laughs> you then, guys suck. Then, oh, you're not gonna like this. Then she said, "We also got in a fight once, and I pulled one of his, one of his one in five hundred uh, Umphreys McGee." Uh, framed poster off the wall and smashed it. Oh, damn. Sure. She doesn't come off looking great in this story either. Yeah. <laughs> violence is never the answer, Britt. That's but the thing. You're also the great at merchandising. <laughs> they got posters for every show. There's hoodies. Well, they're rich as hell, according to another one of our commenters said that she uh, <laughs> yeah, that was saw weird. his tax return. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, if that, that was, was very legal. W- that was very odd. Yeah, yeah that was a very odd thing. Was. But yeah, they are. You can kind of factor it in. Like, dude, they sold out three nights at Red Rocks. Like, yeah. that's like, what, 10,000 people a night? Like, Damn. they're like a, for a band that no yeah, one's ever like heard of, they're people. very popular. <laughs> yeah, I noticed on Spotify how many listens they had. And then every comment's like, no one knows who they are. And it's like, they have like at least 2 million. Dude, that's why, okay, so originally when you pitched Umphreys McGee, I was like, I don't really know them. And then I searched them and I was like, oh, no, they are big. Like, people, Yeah, dude, they sell out around the country. This. There are pockets of the country where like, they'll have a show and no one will come. But like, for the most part, they're well known enough to, and it's like because the fans travel with them, like they'll sell right. out anywhere, like they'll yeah. play anywhere. The beauty of living on the East Coast for me right now is that they, even though they're from Chicago, their whole thing now is like we're trying to expand and go oh. other places. So I've seen them more since moving to the East Coast than I did when I was living in, in really? Illinois because they play. The, first of all, they just played Central Park in July, and they're back How here. It was awesome. They're back <laughs> here in October. Uh, they're playing two nights at the Cap and one night at Brooklyn Bowl. Um, Brooklyn Bowl will be awesome. Yeah, it'll be great. That that venue's way too small for them. It sold out instantly. It's like that's what like a 
800 person. Is that where Always is playing? They're playing at Brooklyn Steel, which is huge. The new venue. Yeah. Awesome fucking venue. Um, I would love to see Humphreys play there. I don't know why they did Brooklyn Bowl instead, but I'm happy because I got tickets, even though a lot of people got screwed because it's such a small venue. Mm -hmm. Um, But that would, what was I saying? That would have been my hundredth show if I didn't. I have to go to a wedding. I'm going to, I'm seeing Humphreys on Friday. Flying to Ohio on Saturday, going mm-hmm. to a wedding, flying back, seeing Humphreys on Sunday. Damn. That's what dedication. A wow. That's a fine weekend. Yeah. You're going to be all lit up. Yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> excited about it. Um, uh, what was the question? I forget what happened. Fuck. Uh, I don't know if we had a question. Let's talk about We yeah, haven't we talked about, about um, we, we haven't really talked about how you got into that. Oh, sure. So yeah. I had, uh, growing up in Skokie, Illinois, um, where Kaiser Sose is from, famously. Yes, famously. <laughs> from the film The Usual Suspects. Um, I just have always imagine m- the person who doesn't know what Kaiser Sose is from. There's got to be one out there. That was for my mom, <laughs> who's listening. <laughs> Watch that movie, mom. You'd like it. Kevin Spacey. Mwah. It's great. He's a babe. <laughs> Total babe. <laughs> it's like it's like better than K Pax. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh man, I can't get through that movie with my pants on. <laughs> He's a babe. K pants off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just I had um, known of them, and I just didn't care. Like I had friends trying to get me into them. And I just didn't really care. And then I went, this is kind of a long story, but I went to see Dave Matthews for the first time after deciding I hated them without Mm -hmm. really knowing them. I was convinced to go because the roots were opening. Mm -hmm. So I went Mm -hmm. with my friend's mom. Who, uh, and my friend, not just my friend's mom. <laughs> it was a hot date. Her name um, was Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> we, we drove to Alpine Valley, East Troy, Wisconsin, Ooh. about an hour and a half from the city. Uh, and I saw the roots open for Dave, and then I kind of fell in love with Dave for a while. Yeah. So then the next year, or maybe two years later, yeah, two years later, I think it was, uh, I went to see Dave again at Alpine Valley both nights in July. Yeah. And Guess who opened for those motherfuckers? The guess Ooh. who? The guess who, <laughs> the, the oh, guess who opened. Wow. And then what a show. tangentially, I found out about Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Somebody who was a guess who fan <laughs> mentioned Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So I saw Humphrey's open for them, and I thought they were awesome. And then I just kind of forgot about them for like a year. And then I went to college. And then I went to college at U of I. Um, Urbana uh, Champagne. Yeah. And I th- I'm pretty sure it's still true that. The Canopy Club, the club that I worked at while I was there, uh, is the venue they've played the most times mm-hmm. ever, anywhere. So they, they just go there all the time. This yeah. is uh, right on the cusp of them being too big to go there. So like when I was in college, they were still going there, and now they don't anymore. Um, but So I just started seeing them a lot. Like They'd come to U of I at least once a year and uh-huh. play like a two- or three-night run, um, and I would see them. And then when I was in college, oddly enough, I had a lot of free time. So by my junior and senior year, I was pretty much – Go into class and then like f- on the weekends I'd probably be traveling to see Humphreys. I spent. Yeah. I think I looking at my stats. I think there was one year in college I went to twenty five shows. I, I have your card and it says that <laughs> that year your average was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a smart boy. It's a good picture of you. <laughs> so yeah, just I got into you them. With headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> I just got into them. Uh, you know, by seeing them a bunch, and mm. then like once you do that, you kind of get hooked, and it's easy to. It's almost it's like how obsessive sports fans are about stats. Like uh Umphrey's fans are statisticians a lot of them. Like they'll be like I haven't they haven't played this song in X many shows and I yeah. saw it. They're always chasing something. Like mm-hmm. the only X many show I like is Legion. It's a very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> the pure silence is so good. Are they in that show? Is that an X Men show? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the joke now? <laughs> I just wanted you to sit in it for a second. <laughs> I mostly just wanted to hear your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad joke. Bad joke. How did we? Get I saw. Here? I know this isn't really related, but I saw one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life in Champaign, Illinois. What was it? I was seeing Hop Along in a Ooh. venue that held maybe forty people, and I drove two hours for it. Was it, it was Cobra Club? I mean, Hop Along. It might have been. It was, it was upstairs. No. no okay. Uh, upstairs. Yeah, there was a bar downstairs, and then upstairs is this tiny venue, and I saw Hop Along there, and Mike it was and so Molly's, great. Mike and Molly's, maybe? I don't know. That sounds right. Okay. Is it Mike yeah. and Molly's? Yeah, that's, that's the name. It's of a name of a, a sitcom oh. and a bar. Oh. I think it was a bar first. They stole it. Those pieces of shit. Melissa fucking McCarthy. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Tammy. I was, just listen- <laughs> I've been listening to- I was listening to Hop Along all week. So good. I like to run to them. Run Along by Blues Traveler. Are we doing word association? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's Run Around. Mm-hmm. Run- fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? All right, Tom. Had <laughs> you ever heard of Humphreys? I had not until this. And then when I started digging a little deeper, I realized I, I saw the, like their logo or something. I was like, oh, this looks U.M., familiar. bro. But it's like... I, it's weird that I didn't know more of them as a Chicago Indiana. boy. Well, well I'm and from Indiana. Indiana so, That's right. And then Chicago. So you'd think I'd be doubled down on it. And, you know, I was a. I liked Notre Dame, too. I was like, and if, actually, this is a fun fact. If you listen closely when you watch Rudy, you can hear Humphreys McGee in the background. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing. That's what I, the chant is yeah. at the end. Humphreys, Humphreys, Humphreys. Yeah, so I, I, I'm That's shocked that I didn't know about these guys before now. And they cover a lot of things I like. Like, I was just looking at their Spotify top five, and uh, Weird Fishes is, yeah, uh, is they did on that at Red Rocks. Five. I was there. It was beautiful. Really? And Weird Fishes, one of my favorite Radiohead songs. So yeah. I, I'm surprised I didn't hear the cover. I kind of want to hear it. I'll probably listen to it after this show. It's not bad. If it sounds just like Weird Fishes, it does because they're technically impressive. That, and they're singing. Listen yeah. to that Radiohead version. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I, I would say it's hard to like muster up enthusiasm in people that haven't heard them sure. without just going to a show. Yeah. Um, I would love to force you guys to see. I'm them when open. They were here. I'm open to that. <laughs> I've never gone to a jam band show. It would just, other than I mean, unless you count Wilco as a jam band, which I don't. I, I don't, but I do because but... when I saw them, uh, they played. Uh, what was it? I think three nights at the Cap uh-huh. a couple of years ago, and. They treated it as if they were a jam band doing a residency. They did not repeat a song the whole weekend, which is incredible for a band that's not a jam band. Yeah. They just have such an extensive catalog. I but know, then I saw them crazy. at Beacon this year, and I was considering going till they did like a bunch of nights. Uh-huh. And they just did it was because they were touring that album, so it wasn't like that. It was like yeah. the kind of the same set with a few differences. Sure, sure. Um, I would. I think you would really just get lit up and enjoy the fucking jam. I think hey. you would really like it. I, you should come I'm, to the I'm cap in. show, man. Maybe I, maybe I will. I, I'm down to check it out because I did. I it, it takes a lot for me to. We're gonna have the same shit with the fish episode where yeah, you are. I'm gonna hear a lot of we need to see it live, but I I do think that there's something about a band recording good music where it's like that shouldn't that be a thing? Well, then you listen can do? listen to the some of the originals I put on there. We'll I listen. Th- we'll get yeah. to it. I think we should cover because we haven't really t- we talked about the criticism as in they're boring and stuff like that, and that seems to be that's a crazy lot criticism because they're not boring. What they I, have a lo- one yeah. criticism because I had to finding the. Uh, Finding criticism of this band, because you told me it was something you felt like people shat on a lot, and I found out that I had to get really into like forums to... You gotta go to like Fantasy Tour, you gotta gotta buy some Bitcoins before before you can talk shit. I had to learn a lot to understand the criticism of this band, and a lot of it was learning about these Jimmy Stewarts, and how people... (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that... uh, 
It's one of the things. Jamban fans I, are the best. Um, one of the things that people were shitting on them for is they felt like their improv was fake or like Ugh. that it was forced. That's the dumbest criticism. It's such bullshit because there are times when like they'll. Uh, bring back like a jam that they did like eight years ago and there'll be some jam fan who like finds it and is like this is cheating but mm. it's like that's part of like that's separate from an improv jam it's like this is a jimmy that that's a stewart jam and we're gonna uh, uh, see i sound like oh, a fucking idiot a, right now that's a, that's a jam. <laughs> you know what's we're, crazy we're, we're doing jams now. this is a jazz odyssey <laughs> it, it's crazy that that's what jimmy pardo does Jimmy Pardo riffs a whole show, but he brings Dude. back things. And a yeah. Jimmy Stewart is the same thing. They should call so it a Jimmy Pardo. They should Pardo. call it a Jimmy Pardo. Those they should call Their shows Pardo's. are never not funny. So. <laughs> mm. I was thinking <laughs> I'm a huge Jimmy Pardo fan. Yeah, we, we love, we love Jimmy Pardo. Podcast uh, like my I look forward to podcast so fun. We, we were just talking about this this weekend, the idea of trying to make it seem... Because like, I think there's two different things here. Jimmy Pardo is maybe the only comic that I like to watch who makes it seem as if he just came up with something. Yeah, that's the name of his album. I have it, I have it framed right next Y'all to Y'all talking us. cinema verite? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he um, he's a genius, but there are some comics who do that where I hate it, where it's like, I know what you're doing. You're trying to make it seem like you just came up yeah. with this riff or you didn't, and it's not that funny. It's Whereas, like, where are you from? I The one that uh, I saw Jimmy Pardo... Um, Say that, uh, fuck, he said, I, he goes, I pay my bills, I pay my automobiles. (laughs) It was so stupid that I was like, that's such a ridiculous thing to say. And me and my friends in the show were losing our minds. And then I saw him do it like a year later and it kind of hurt, like, bummed me out. I thought that was our special moment. (laughs) So I get that, like, I get a fan being annoyed if they think that's, I get it, I get that too. But I think that again is separate, like, their jams aren't f- fake. Like their their improv is real when it is, and then yeah. like there are moments when they're bringing back something from from the past, and then that's not a like it's a jam. It's a different kind of jam. So there's like segments. Sure, <laughs> you put jams in different boxes. You mm-hmm. know, you could have said jars. jars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed so obvious. Right? It was right there. fucking locked in. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the difference between guys who like three minute songs and guys who like 15 minutes songs. see yeah so like an, an ideal Umphrey set for me would be a, a four to five song set where they wow. jam fucking hard Whoa! and then like that'll happen that'll, that'll happen once every I don't know every like 25 shows or something like that's something that great will happen um, and then a lot of the time it's just I don't know but there are fans I'm, a, I'm the kind of fan who likes the improv Above everything else, I would like. There's there's a show they did in Madison, Wisconsin, I think two years ago, where there was there was an all improv set, and I fucking flew out there for that because that's the kind of shit I want to see, and it was fucking amazing. Um, but there are fans I know who would rather just see them play their favorite songs, you know, and like they don't care how many it is, and that's why I kind of like them more. That's why I like Umphrey's more than Fish is because Umphrey's per show jams so much more than Fish. Like Fish. You're lucky if you get like a 20 minute jam. You're you're so lucky. Can you imagine how lucky you'd you'd feel when you got a 20 minute fish jam? But like I'm, I'm they're laughing so hard at me right now. It's incredible. Um, oh boy. Uh, but that's why uh, I had a lot of fun at this fish run because fish is like you know fish stayed at MSG for 13 nights. Like they were they didn't tour. They were just like how locked did you in. Go eight. And they that allowed them to. Uh, do a lot of fun stuff that they haven't done, like like jam a little more and do a lot of weird fun covers and stuff. Um, what did they cover? They did a Radiohead cover. Um, 
Oh. Every, everything in its right place, I think. Love that song. It sounded like, okay, so the, uh, their vocals are just bad. So like that, what, I can't listen to a fish cover on repeat. Like if I'm there and I'm drunk, I fucking love it. I'm like, this is so much fun. Then you listen back and it's like, oh God, that sounds really bad. Yeah. So like I have like friends who'd like, you know, because like every night of the, of the run, they would do some weird cover and it would get on like a written up on like Consequence of Sound and all my friends would be like, I didn't listen to that. They covered like uh, White Winter Hymnal by Fle- Fleet Fox. I, I that saw that song. getting shared around. Right, exactly. It. And then Fish it, did it's, that? Yeah, the, when Fish they were did that. Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, they opened a show with that. that. And again, like it just sounds bad to me. And so everyone yeah. would like, at that, that, it, gives, it gives people ammo because it's like, I agree that sounds bad. That's not why I'm at the Fish show. Like I'm there for the fucking jams, bro. Oh, did you ever do shit. a couch tour? Yeah, that I I, I did it all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Couch tour for those who don't term? know. Yeah. What is that? Uh, these bands like Fish and Unfreeze and like whatever iteration of the Dead is still around right now, which is with John Mayer, if you can believe it. Ooh. Dead and Company. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Another episode. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, what was I saying? What were you? You were talking about them being live at uh, Madison Square Garden, and you were, oh yeah, so yeah. Fish. Um, when they're live, oh, yeah, you saw them. At, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I already forgot where all oh, this was going. Oh shit! We just—I'm a jam band fan, you guys. My brain, <laughs> my brain, brain is mush. my brain is mush. But what I wanted to say at some point was that uh, Fish at the Garden—they um, did one night that was so every night was themed. It was a baker's dozen, okay? So like it was the it was donut themed. So every night had like a tonight's powdered, and you're like, what's that mean? It's Everyone good. does coke, right? That, that, that was the joke. <laughs> um, but one of the nights. Just one was jam filled, jam filled donut night. So like, ah. first of all, they gave you them when you got there. There were donuts. It was really oh, cool. Oh, that's um, nice. That sounds delicious. It was great. Um, <laughs> so but the, but my whole thing was I w- luckily I was at that show. I would have been really pissed if I didn't get tickets to that one because that is what I want from a fish show. I want them to jam. So of course that set is now like legendary because they played this song called Lawn Boy, which is notoriously like a filler song, like not like a song that has a jam. It's a two minute thing. They jammed it for like thirty minutes. And like that whole show, the second set also just jam. It was all jams. It was basically just improv. So that was ideal fish for me. And then it also kind of ruined the rest of the run for me because I'm like, why do you need a gimmick to play your best show? You have that ability every fucking night to to jam out that hard to yeah. do what the fans actually want. Like everyone's going ape shit, but then they just went on and played normal shows the rest of the time. So. That's what pisses me off, and that's why I respect Umphrey's it's more. It's funny that you say Jam that, Man. though. I was looking at Umphrey's Twitter earlier. They kind of did a similar thing where they, because they have a a specific type of show where it's um it's not a set list, it's a it's a playlist, a song list, song list show, yeah. yeah. And they were like, should we do that again, or do you not want that? And people were like, just fucking do it. Like, yeah. what are you talking just about? Fucking why do are it. you asking us? Yeah. Um, that brings me to Umbol, which I want to talk about. Umbol is an event. They didn't do it this year, but they've done the past, I want to say, seven years before that. It's Think of it as it's like Umphrey's McGee Super Bowl. It t- uh, they announce it on the Super Bowl, <laughs> usually. Yeah. And it's this event. It's four quarters of music. And it's each rigged. An, each an this. hour. Yeah. It's rigged. Yeah. You can bet money on it. Um, but it's very fan interactive. Like the fr- You get like a ballot, and you get to vote on what you want to hear. Um, and the show is actually really cool and interactive. So they, first of all, just like play the first set, I think, it's just like songs that people voted for the most, so like fan selected songs. Then they'll do a stew art quarter, which is like people voted on their favorite improv from the past however many years, and they'll pick one of those, whoever one gets the most votes, they'll like narrow it down and then like play that one and like uh. work it into a song. Kind of like a lot of new songs get born there. So that's quarter two. And then quarter three 
is uh, this is a fun one where like you just text in like words, like not even songs, just like ambient disco jam, and like words randomly appear on screen, and they have to start playing like that. So it's just straight improv of like th- based but it's on all themes. genres. Or not even genres. It could be anything. You could say, like, Oprah Winfrey Jam. And they'll be like, whatever the fuck that means, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. Like, it's just, like, weird. You could think of anything. Hopefully music-related. But, like, people have said yeah. weird, weirder shit. And then the last quarter is Choose Your Own Adventure, where, like, it's it's like a – there's option A and option B, and you vote as they go. And, like, it's really fun to watch because, like, they'll be jamming, and, like, you know when other songs coming, and, like, you have to choose between A and B, and, like, it's, like, 50%, it's, like, 51, 49. Like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And they'll start jamming into it. So, like, it's so much fun. This band just values the fan experience mm-hmm. to the point of, like, I just totally bought in. Like, I understand, like, that show costs a lot of money. It's, like, a $200 show. Like, they just understand what their fans want, and they are very good about providing it to them. They're like, hey, we know that you love us so much that you would spend $300 to come see us with an open bar and, like, this cool show. Like, so we're wow. going to do that every year. So they Ooh, do show open like that. Uh, that was a separate – that's a different thing from Unbowl. That's uh, – they call those Bill Graham shows. That was, like, a private – event that turned into a thing they did a few times it was essentially i think 250 people each paid 250 bucks i think to get like a private show and like uh the first person who did it his name is nick morales nick mo in chicago i think what i think the origin of this is that unfreeze on their website at one point had like a tiered system of like if you give us this much money here's what we'll do for you and i think it was 50 grand for them to just play a show how so, much for head? Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you pay us 50 grand, we'll play a show. 20 grand, we'll each blow you. <laughs> each. And that reminds me. If you subscribe to our Patreon for a measly $3 a month, me and Tommy will take turns blowing you. <laughs> okay, here's, a, here's something that may be interesting. Maybe it won't be. I think it's weird that fan service is something that is positive in music and negative in every other form of art. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, like well, that's, if, because okay. I asked, I remember there's that story of uh, Picasso, <laughs> pa- Pablo. Yeah, Pablo. He had a fan who was like, "Hey, why don't you draw me? Uh, why don't you draw me with a big crank, huh?" <laughs> Pablo, Pablo drew it. Everybody was pissed. They were like, "This is bad work." So he cut his ear off. Yeah. He was so upset about it. That is how that happened. <laughs> In this story, Vincent Van Gogh is just a Picasso fan. <laughs> Hey, history's history, bitch. That's an interesting point, though, the fan service thing. Because, like, when I'm watching Twin Peaks, for example, and, like, this that's a bad example, I think, because it's very actively against fan service. But, like, there are moments where, the, where it is, like, yeah, they did all right, fans want to yeah. see these two people fuck. Like, let's do it. Like, there are moments of that where it's like, okay, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. But I think in... It's different for live music because mm-hmm. it is live. It's like an experience, and it's like you feel like you're participating in a way. Maybe I'm trying to justify because I really don't. It's a good question. Yeah, no, I, I think, mean, yeah, I think not, in uh, comedy and in music, people get it because people want to see a show where it's like they feel like they're part of it, and so it's like feeling an energy thing. I think somewhat. It's I like a late what, late breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Last Saturdays at the Greek. <laughs> yeah, I'll never be at one again. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing your plugs for you? <laughs> what is this? Um, yeah, uh, that. No, but you're right in most. And I think even in music a lot, people don't like it except for certain bands. That's like, interesting. Uh, I think you're right like, about... That's what we talked a lot about the Coldplay and the Coldplay episodes, the, the transformation they had. It feels like they picked a thing that maybe they thought people wanted, and it's like that's not what a lot of us got in for. Mm-hmm. But I felt like they you leaned into the something. Arena so, yeah, 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 they just they they wanted to go mass appeal over what they were doing with like... Uh, 
Russia Blood to the Head. So would you there. would you say that a band playing their hits at a show is fan service rather than like, hey, we're the Who and we have a new album that's 2017 and we're going to play it? Like, no one wants to hear that. I mean, I would rather see the concert where they play the hits. The hits. Right. Or, or not even just I like the hits. The mix. Yeah, not even just the hits, but songs from the albums that you love. Just you specifically. Know I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't like yeah. when Weezer goes on like a yeah. Pinkerton tour. That which like, I, I love that. Which I yeah. went on, and I went to, and it was awesome. I saw Weezer I kind of four wish times. That, that might be one of my I kind of, I kind of wish more bands would just go back and like tour a specific yeah, album. Yeah, always fun. Yeah. Bayside, be, yeah. a band that I used to like in junior high, I think, they're doing the tour of the one album that I know of theirs in yeah. New York. I'm like, That's I'm going to fucking go yeah. now. If Fall Out Boy would go back and play... Take uh, us to your grave Yeah, tour? or oh Russia, or uh, not Russia, Under the Cork Tree, I would go see it. For sure. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. If Manson did that album they put out... They should pardon him. Dude, Manson Let him do one tour. Then. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's dead now, isn't he? Manson's Didn't alive. Didn't he die? Oh, he's no. alive. Oh, I thought he, just, I thought he, he is outliving recently. everyone. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> everyone notable from the 60s is dead except Manson. His cult's Manson. starting again. Maybe, yeah. he was, maybe he was sick recently or something that I'm thinking. They're doing of. a reboot of the cult. He got divorced. Oh, that's the sickliest you can yeah. be. A sickness of the heart. The woman who wanted to uh, own his corpse or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would want to. I'd want to own his corpse. Should we? Uh, uh, yeah, we should be jumping into these. I songs, said we I didn't. Think, I, I I will just say my quick history with them. Oh is yeah, that sorry, They were a band sorry, that, uh, like, a lot of my friends were obsessed with mm-hmm. when I was in like maybe eighth grade in high school. Like my friends, I would go to summer camp every year. Would see yep. them all the time. And for me, uh, I never hated it, but it always felt like. The time in the car when we were driving around, when it wasn't my turn to choose the music, <laughs> it's always that. So they're like symbolic of that to that's me, a, like and not my choice. You know what I mean? Kind of and I feel like yeah. if you're in a car with Umphreys fans, no matter how long the drive is, you're only listening to Umphreys. Well, and it's not sure. fair yeah. because you'll Their pick a song that's three. Yeah. The, 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 I did that on purpose to troll <laughs> you guys. I was hoping you'd be on a plane somewhere, like uh, minute eighteen of Ringo so, here. I'm sure the fish is going to be even more. Um, Should we? Uh, let, really quickly, I just want to comment because a lot of people. Um, hate their name. That's a lot. Oh, their name is oh, terrible. Yeah, yeah what's will, the, origin? the origin? They're the first to admit it. If you want to read it, the origin is yeah. very annoying, in my opinion. Because it's, it's just, just dumb. It's just a friend of the like. It was it's uh, his cousin, I think. Yeah, it's Brendan like, Bayless's it like, cousin. It was like a friend's cousin or something like that. Uh, it's the lead singer's cousin's name is Humphrey McGee. Yeah, I believe. That's it. Uh, yeah. So they like just jokingly did it. Like you know, like Jethro Tull's not a person. So like, who cares? Let's just do they it. They just liked that um, name. It's so but random. They're, they'll be the first to make fun of their name at this point. Like they're like you know. I, f- I bet they feel crazy. Like, they're this popular now. Like, shit, we have, we're named Umphreys oh. McGee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Brendan's. Brendan uh, Bayless' wait. cousin, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's right? his cousin. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know this story. Yeah. I like this band. <laughs> um, another thing I just want to quickly say about the, the, the fan servicey stuff. Th- to the point of, like, the things on Spotify, the couple songs that I put in that are live, those are on Hall of Fame albums, mm-hmm. which are every year we vote fans vote on the best jams of the year and they put them on vinyl and they put them on Spotify and it's like a collection of the best jams of the year. So that's another part of like, Hey, we know, we know that you like us. Here's some fan service. Mm -hmm. And they also do this thing that I hope becomes standard at concerts. It's incredible. It's called headphones and snow cones, which is a reference to one of their songs off one of their first albums. Um, But it basically is when you go see Humphrey show uh, pretty much at every venue they do now, you can pay. It's an extra $40 plus a ticket you get you get headphones like this, like studio headphones uh-huh. that are tied into the soundboard. Oh. So you watch the show and you hear 
perfect sound quality. That is cool. And Wait, are they wireless? They're wireless. Or like they're like you have a little pack. They're like yeah. They're like but I they're mean basically they're not wireless. Like, you're, you're not, not like, you're all not like connected. You're not, not hanging out at the, at the soundboard or anything. I was picturing a real nightmare, of <laughs> logistical nightmare, like a pack of dogs from How a do dog walker. Yeah. But <laughs> you have like you will see concerts entirely differently if you ever were ever to do that. I hope you guys come to a show just so I can like put those on your head when they're playing because like first of all, if you're ever annoyed, I'm f- the worst thing about going to shows, which I go to probably two or three shows a week. Fucking talkers. People talk yeah. at shows now like it's like. Like it's a fine thing to do. I hate that, and I hate the guy who I, I'm okay with some people singing along, but there are some times where like it's like, it? yeah, like I went to a, I went to see Ben Folds with Josh Cox, and I got so fucking mad at him because he was screaming the lyrics. Oh, Josh was it's him. like it's just a fucking. It's him playing piano and yeah. singing. It's not like a huge live band. like the luckiest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was. He was doing that. That's exactly what he was doing, Tommy. Like <laughs> he was in. I was so mad. We got into a fight after it. He oh, was like, "Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I ruined the recital for you. It's a concert." And I was like, "No, it was a recital. It's a man playing. It's a piano literal recital. Is definition of recital." It was, yeah. and there were girls behind us talking, and it was like, "Yeah, it was such a bad experience." Going to concerts. It's amazing how much I love them because it's like I really do hate it a lot of the time because of, yeah. because of outside factors. But those the headphone thing makes it so there's noise canceling. Yeah. You don't hear shit except the music, and I can't describe how incredible it is to like stand there. See, like first of all, um, another part of Umphrey's I haven't even talked about is like the light show. It's just like a very mm-hmm. they have very expensive crazy lights that rival like any other band you've ever seen. Um, like the biggest production, even though they're this small band, it's it's it's, it's insane. Um, seeing that with the headphones on. It's just like this is what concert going should be. It's incredible. yeah, and I hope other. I wish other, if other shows did that. Like I see uh, shows at Broken Ball all the time. People talk there that whole fucking time, always. Mm-hmm. I would pay another forty dollars to get headphones to avoid that. I like that idea a lot. I'll give it's um, smart. Please, They're innovative. Before we even start, I was about to say before we even start the playlist, I'll say that they are very smart. They're like they are very good. Uh, They're good at what they do. Yes, and uh, I mean that's innovative as hell. I've What's never heard of anybody doing that before. Of people that do it, would you say? Like, when oh, you look very out small. The there's only a handful. Like, oh, okay. Like they sell out. Like there's probably like twenty or twenty five. Oh, wow. and you still get, get one? It. Yeah, I mean, if you request it early enough, you'll get it. it. It's pretty new. They've only been doing it like two or three years. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that's a cool idea. It's great. I like it. Headphones right. of Snow Cones, music industry. So let's listen to this playlist. The first song, Bridgeless. Hell yeah. And this is about Terabithia, right? If right? there's any specific... Yeah, that's the one. If there's any specific part you want to skip to, oh, no, please do, because we're not going to listen to the whole song. <laughs> if, if, I'm sure you do. This song is sound. 8 minutes and 50 seconds. This song, even though it was first played by Humphrey's in 2004, didn't make it on an album from what it I'm going to think about jam bands. I was wrong. It's exactly nine minutes.
gonna be hard to give any of these songs a truly fair listen <laughs> because yes. they're so long and they evolve into who, such different things. Who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I will. I'll say that's that's a, that's a pleasant listening experience. Yeah, that is a, that, that is one of a, I would say a quintessential Umphrey song. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about or jam bands are so interesting in that, like you know, they are very tour. They're tour heavy, so like all their songs kind of. Fans know their songs before they end up on albums, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, that song was debuted at the show in 2004. It's a staple. They played all the time. It was never even thought of to be, a, like, put on a studio album. It's just like, oh, yeah, we should record that on a studio album when we make a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that came out on the last album. And it's one of my favorite songs by them. It, 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 it kind of gets to their huge, how big their sound can be. Like, just fucking roaring guitars. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at how the high the uh, bass was turned up. In that yeah. Bass. yeah. I enjoyed it. Which I yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. Their bassist, Ryan yeah. Stasek, is incredible. Big fan. Um, and the next one, when you go to, yeah. this is another staple. We can play a few bars of it, and then I will skip to the jam. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. So this is I know exactly Ringo. where the jam starts. This is a specific recording. Yeah, this is, uh, I was at the show. This is February uh, 6, 2016 in Albany, New York. Oh, you were here. Wow. I was there. Both, both live songs I put up here I was at. Where were you February 6, 2016? I ran into Gilbert Godfrey after the show. Yeah, right? Albany. He was staying at the same hotel. He was doing a show. <laughs> he was getting ice. Oh, fuck, I can't do it. Damn wang. <laughs> the tsunami was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to skip to the jam. Can you put it back? Yeah. Oh, shit. So this is just like, you know, the song right now. But I'm going to skip to a part where like the improv begins. This is still. This is where the jam is about to start. It's hard with the, to nail down the right. ball because it's a 15-minute song. <laughs> the bar is so small. It's just gonna just get loose. isn't written. This is just them. I mean, Jimi Hendrix wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like if you just did somebody's joke on the fly. Like, no, I just thought of that joke that I heard. <laughs> that Rodney Dangerfield joke. No respect. <laughs> I just like the way this jam in particular evolves. You can kind of hear all the moving pieces. Like, yeah. The guitar starts doing its thing, and then Joel's about to come in with the keys, I think. Second jam section. Um, there's a second jam section. The next, yeah. the other jam that I put in here, that's like a live one, uh-huh. is a really good bass heavy one. So I think Tommy's gonna like it. <laughs> Tommy that loves that fun. bass. That one, I, I did like no how trample. that one evolved. It's it's tough because okay, this playlist 
I had to give uh, one. I I gave it a new type of listening where I was wait I was one waiting for my fucking luggage at the airport. So you already angrily, hated it. Yeah. And then uh, and then I was at the Apple Store picking up my computer here. And then I was in a good mood after that. So my mood transitioned. And then uh and then I started liking this again. when I listened the second time. I was like ah this isn't bad. But the problem was. Listening like that, I couldn't tell the songs apart at points because they just jam and then it's like sure. a, a different song. I'm like, wait, is this still the same song? So yeah. this one I remember the second time listening being like, oh, there's some parts that I am into with this. It's 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 pleasant. It's not like there were some fish songs I listened to this past weekend that I I felt the opposite about where I was like it's jamming in a way where I'm like, I don't like I don't they jam very differently. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's move on. Uh, this to is one of the matchups that I reluctantly put on here just to talk about, but we already talked about it, so I shouldn't have put it on here. Huge mistake. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Should we skip ahead in this one to where they? Maybe if we have to get a little bit of both somehow. Yeah. You don't know what time it switched, do you? Yeah, it'll get. It's not that long. I think we'll get to it. I'm gonna skip up a little Yeah, he really sounds like he does. He's great at that. When they cover, he has a great voice. When they cover Injustice for All, it's fucking great. I love the songs that Chris Myers, the drummer, sings. He was a uh, like a has his masters in that. Yeah, the drumming is amazing. Watching him is my favorite thing to do live. Like, It is cool. It's cool. Yeah, it I, is like, cool. I like it. Yeah, fuck it's like, that guy who yeah. yelled that out of it. If, uh, yeah, if this was like girl talk, people would go, oh, yeah, they go like, ape shit. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, when he's, during like a Halloween show, when they bust out like a new one that everyone thinks is awesome, it's so much fun. I can yeah. see being it's very excited. Awesome. Yeah. I feel yeah. like Jared just didn't like the ones that he heard. Well, yeah, there are some bad ones. I thought there, there are some that I would straight up skip on the album. But like, I don't, again, it's not even an album I would listen to. Like, it's like I keep that for the Halloween show. Well, also, I think Jared's mad because if you're gonna cover Fleetwood Mac, oh, you it's better like if you come for the king, you better not miss. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, yeah. Two, yeah. I mean, a lot we're of all, I don't we're love big. his music, but I love his. Uh, his uh, <laughs> yeah, what is what he did with the boys? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you were referring to, sure. Tommy? Yeah. Is that <laughs> clarify? <laughs> uh, all right. So that was uh, that was sad, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it yeah. Was. Listening to that, it's like it's exactly it's what clever. we said earlier, where it's like I like that, but a lot of it's because I like that Clint Eastwood. Right. I love the gorillas. But you can't. You have to admit they like they nailed the aesthetic of it. No, yeah. it I I will admit it's it's. Takes technical talent, to technically do that. impressive. It's I wouldn't say creative that is talent f- necessarily. That is my favorite like backhanded compliment. About <laughs> I know, no, like you guys are so technically impressive. No, that's it's how insane. I feel about. Uh, I would, people will be mad if I say Play this, it. But Rush. Say it. <laughs> oh, I love I don't Rush. Like Rush, but it, uh, for me, it's more personal than. Uh, uh, Did Getty Lee? My yeah, father was killed by <laughs> Getty Lee. What happened? Getty Lee uh, stole my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Getty Lee, best bass player ever. Today's Come Tom Tucker <laughs> <laughs> made him cry. <laughs> when I texted him that I ran into you at the grocery store, my phone corrected it to Tom Thailand. <laughs> oh shit! It's your new name. We got his mind is not for rent. He is a little bitch bigot. <laughs> 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 oh my god! All right, uh, another. This is another uh, quintessential umph tune. It's called Plunger. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, naming, names are not their forte. I'm gonna say umph tune is not clever. <laughs> Neither is umbowl, uh, but it is nice. All right, Plunger. So let's turn this one up. 
I don't want to use the word math rock, but like they have very just like the joke that we say at Humphrey shows is, wow, they played so many notes tonight. Like they, they play a lot of notes. Brendan Bayless uh, took vocal lessons. I really like his voice. You like his voice? Yeah. It wasn't always the best. The early live recordings are kind of rough, and like you can tell he took he like tried. He reminds me a little bit in this song of Brandon Boyd. I like his voice a little bit. Incubus. Yeah. I really like it. Wow. I like Incubus. I like Incubus too. I confuse them in Interpol a lot. They're very different. I know. <laughs> they just have <laughs> eyes at the beginning. I think this is my favorite on the list. Yeah. It did. Might be mine. This is probably, I wanted to put like heavy this album because it's very accessible and everybody would like it, but I wanted to give you a soundscape. Sure. There's no wrong way to do it except for the way you did. <laughs> oh man. Cemetery. And this is their like one. very prog album. Alright, I'll turn that bad boy up for me. More prog than Hillary Clinton, if you oh, ask no. me. <laughs> My favorite prog rock artist is Hillary Clinton. You're right. <laughs> You guys like it. <laughs> You're like, no, don't. We'll be saving our opinions. <laughs> we're, but we're putting that behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, great record. I think this might be my favorite song. No. Hell yeah. That's what I get at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> On the album, it's followed by Cemetery Walk 2. I prefer Pet Cemetery Walk. Ooh. <laughs> they should remake that. I was just talking about this the other day. Yeah, because yeah. that movie needs a remake. It's not yeah, the best. It, yeah, it sucked, but it scared the shit out of I me. I hope they cut out the Achilles tendon. Uh, I can't even think of it. You hope they don't cut the Achilles tendon. You know what I'm saying? It's a great book. Yeah, it is. Very scary book. Very scary. Very scary. All right, and this Steven. last song. Steven is um, scaring me. This is another song from that album I just said was the proggy one. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called Mantis. It's the album. The song is called 1348. And, and I'm, this is a live. It's a live yeah. one, but let's listen to the intro because it's cool. And then I'll, I'll uh, skip to the jam because okay. the jam is bass heavy and it's awesome. One of the most memorable jams of recent memory. <laughs> Pure, this is pure joy for me. 
You all should see what the lights are doing. This shit is crazy. Alright, so jamming this song. Line up. And that's you screaming? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> also at the show, February 20th, 2015, Syracuse. It's like they're patient, they'll like let them think about. So now all the band is sitting there like, how do we improve on this? Tommy set an alarm for if a song goes too long. <laughs> <laughs> really pushing it. Like that, I like this, like the, the see. This very is the sort of guitar. this is the sort of thing listening to music that will drive me crazy. That's right here. Yeah, I don't slow build. Yeah, because yeah. to me it's like I don't mind a slow build, but it's like if it's that same, like I can I know there's other pieces moving in the background now, yes. but it's like just that bass line this going bass over and over again. This not a, not, not that is not what I'm into. But okay. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying. You're very respectful, both of you. I, I, <laughs> I, I'll understand when something's just not for me because I understand. There, there are some, like Wilco does this too, where it's like they'll build with some weird noise. Dude, in the like, because Nels Klein, their guitarist, one yeah. of the craziest, like, avant garde guitarist ever. And sure. it's insane that he's in Wilco because, like, if you see him solo, he's just like, that's all he does. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, I love Wilco live shows for that reason, though. And yeah. that's why you don't like them. But that's like, <laughs> even watching them sometimes, like, they have some songs on their album that I skip where they do shit like that, where it's like 12 minutes. That one on and, like, Augustus Barnes. So yeah, I don't know what it's called. And that's Spiders a great album. Smoke. Yes. Yeah. It is unlistened. I love I that. I love that song. <laughs> I skip to it. All right, what part are we skipping? No, that was it. We're <laughs> done. Okay, good, okay. You guys are off the hook. All right, you that did was the playlist. Man, <laughs> you're gonna say put an adjective there. <laughs> <laughs> that was. So you something. guys didn't hate that as much as uh, uh, no. you went to Jared did. No, uh, I have no hate. Yeah, no. I, ha- I thought that I would. <laughs> I, hateful I, bone in my body. There was a lot go- going into this episode. Where this could have been negative, I came in in a bad mood. Yeah, I was I was very concerned. <laughs> I uh, I'm not drinking. I'm like I'm I'm like irritated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's not why I'm irritated. I'm just irritated with my luggage and being tired. But yeah, I I was like, ah, it's gonna be jam shit. I'm gonna be like fucking Brett's coming over. Look at, <laughs> yeah, look at Brett's goddamn face <laughs> for an hour and a half. No, we love you, Brett. We were happy Aww, to have you. Thank um, you. But no, I was very pleasantly surprised uh, by this, and it was fun to sit here and listen to it together. Yeah, so that was a nice. Uh, th- and I hope you got a little background third... about why I'm so obsessive about it. Definitely, and talking about it did help a lot. And seeing other people's experiences and reading about them, the South Bend thing still cost him a point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you no, gonna do? Yeah, no, they're Indiana boys on an Indiana night, and I respect that. Tommy, what did you think of this playlist? You know, I. Uh... Here, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I think that they are incredibly gifted musicians. And Thank you. I think the drumming's amazing. The bass, the guitar looks are great. It's all great. Um, it's just, personally, I just don't have the attention span for that type of music. Where the word you used, patient, is a word <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I don't want songs to be patient. Uh, yeah. But I didn't hate any of it. I'm going to go over the halfway mark. I'm going to give them a 3.5. Wow. Oh, whoa. Wow. wow, that was lower than I thought you were going to give. That's really? Surprising. Yeah, I'm going to go a little higher than that. That le- Honestly, if you. Is this not a five? This is not a six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, I was so excited. What kind of fucking grading scale is this? Well, because it's so, six songs. Oh, it's just oh, like, yeah. oh, you're like choosing if you like the song. Yeah. Basically, it's it's pretty up in the air how we do it's this. A, numbers are hard. Luckily, right? our yeah. fans are not statisticians. Yeah. <laughs> you're about to get a whole bunch of new no. listeners who are. They're not going to like this shit. No, no I am going to go higher than that. I'm, I got to think here for a second. We're rating the playlist, not the band. Yeah, not yeah. the band. Um, because, yeah, listen to it. I really like this guy's voice. I liked That's such a, a funny thing because doing. I feel like that's a big criticism of them is people no, don't like I, this I've voice. found, and maybe it's because of what you said where you took vocal lessons, but the songs you yeah. picked on here, the uh, Cemetery Walk and Plunger, I thought he sounded great. Hell um, yeah, dude. And the covers I could take or leave because if I'm listening to someone do a cover, I want to hear it. I want to hear a right. new take on it. Again. So I get that they're trying to do something different with it, but yes. to me, it's like, why put that out? Sure, um, I agree with that. But, uh, and so it, to me, it's like, do a live version of that. But also, like, I when I see somebody do a live version of something, I still want to see a new take on it. Yeah. You know? Like, every cover of Fleetwood Mac that people do that I like, like, even the Dixie Chicks one is, I like the cover of Landslide because it's a countryer version. Like, it's a little different. They did something with it, yeah. The Smashing Pumpkins one, and then uh, this band Gardens and Villas does a a cover of um, Gypsy that's fucking incredible because it's completely different than the normal song. So is this? I'm just hearing it. I'm going. Oh, I wish I was. They just did a really good job of recreating. But they did a great. But it is impressive. So right. And again, in the live environment, seeing them do covers in the moment, in the middle of a show, fucking rules. Yeah, I would never listen to them cover something at home. So. I'm going to go four out of six, and Hell I probably yeah. would have gone a little higher if we hadn't listened to that bass line for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I was so excited about that one, too. That, <laughs> I think that cost you half a point. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a six out of six. I was going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> it's a great playlist. So far, no one who's done the podcast has given their playlist less than a six. <laughs> you should go I find the playlist. It's called Stand By Your Band, all one word, and it was created... I created it on my roommate Spotify account, Mary oh, Claire no. I was wondering Nick. about the uh, username. <laughs> oh, Shout out to Mary Claire. Uh, um, great, great lady. <laughs> yeah, and you can find all of the playlists on, on my Spotify, too, except for this one, which is now, uh, it's just called Stand By Your Band. Oh, I don't know um, how I was supposed to do it. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I appreciate that you did that because it made it easier for us. Um, that's my. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, four out of six. I enjoyed it, and I, I it's not a band that I think that I would go back to to listen to on my own, but I would see them live. I think they're a band that I would see. I would give right. them a chance. Live. I'm going to hold y'all both to that. I'm gonna pretend like I you don't just think said Tommy it. said it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pretend like you said it. And, uh, I've had so many chances to see them. Live. <laughs> I have been invited to so if many I can, shows. My friend was trying to get rid of book and bowl tickets, which are very hot commodities. And if they're still available, it's a Sunday night. Y'all should come. It's like Octo- late October. I might be down. Um, I will say one note before we do the plugs. Uh, you're talking about flying to a lot of shows, going to see all these shows. Yes. Can I borrow some money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've hey. racked up a lot of Southwest miles. Hey, Brent, we have a Patreon page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should put a, a tier on there we'll, where we'll go to an Umphreys McGee concert with only you. Umphreys McGee yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. specifically tailored to me like spend we $50 will, a month and, you, and we'll go to an Umphreys we'll show talk about you. horror movies at an Umphreys McGee concert <laughs> yeah I'd buy that shit dude anyone can do I'm it. an easy target I, mean, I just described how Umphreys has fleeced me for the past 20 um, years, like 10 years by the way if you guys have any thoughts on um, what you would like to get out of your Patreon experience, we've got some we got uh, some new Patreon subscribers that uh, we would like to keep happy. And uh, some of the things we're going to offer is I'm going to make uh, I'm going to make koozies Ooh. for our. Can you just mod. make somebody dinner one night? That'd oh, be a fun I'm one. A terrible cook. Yeah, <laughs> we'll microwave you something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, um, I'm gonna send once I make those. I'm gonna send them out to people. We're gonna have bonus episodes now that I have my computer back. We're gonna be back on track. We kind of got fucked by my computer going down for a while, and uh, and Tommy got mugged. So why don't you guys go easy on us? Yeah. Give Tommy some money. Yeah, <laughs> he's in pain. Um, <laughs> uh, Check out my Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Um, you stupid. Brett, what do you want to plug? Um, y'all should listen to. Both of my podcasts, Ooh. I have the uh, the New Flesh podcast. It's a podcast about horror movies and all things tangentially related to horror. It's hosted by my friend Joe Avella, who is at one point was in the Chicago comedy scene. So it's very it's a very goofy. Uh, we only talk about horror movies probably like the last half hour out of like a two hour episode. So like yeah. it's very just goofy. <laughs> if you're into if you enjoyed listening to me ramble, you'll like that. And then I have. People get mad at us for doing that, it turns out, sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure. People are the worst. <laughs> Somebody said that we waffle too much. Ooh, interesting. Like, that I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. Guess what the light engineer of Umphrey's name is? Waffle? Jefferson Waffle. Ooh. <laughs> you brought it, you brought it you're home. Lucky, you're lucky you did this uh, after we gave the points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they might not have been stood by. <laughs> and my other podcast is Strangers from Twitter with Lauren Duca. Uh, it is currently on hold. Uh, it'll hopefully be back, but there's 11 episodes. They're all great. I really enjoy it. It's my pride and joy. And Please. She's famous now. She is famous, so she's famous too cool lady. to do the show with me still. Yeah. But we're working on it, and hopefully it'll happen uh, before long. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Check out Brett. He's the best. And check him out on Twitter at Brett oh, Redacted. Yeah. Yes, at Brett Redacted on Twitter. Great on Twitter. Thank you so much. Um, check out Tommy McNamara Ooh. just anywhere you can. <laughs> anywhere you can. Mug at, him. At Tommy McNam. Yeah. At the end of the month, I'm doing a bunch of shows in different cities with Ian Abramson. Come on to those. Oh, shit. That's Ian awesome. Ian Abramson is wonderful. Great man. Great um, man. I should have looked at where I'm going to be. I, I know. I'll, I'm not sure when this is going to come out yet. It'll be probably over the next two or three weeks. Um, but I will be this weekend at 208 Fest in Boise, Idaho. Doug Benson will also be there doing a Doug Loves Movies, and there'll be Jeff Tate and uh, Dana Gould. Ooh, Jeff Tate, uh, the new Tam- Tommy McNamara? That's right. Oh, that's what people are calling him. <laughs> uh, I will be in L.A. for the next week uh, after that, so check me out. I'll be at Good Heroin at uh, I believe, it's called Stories or Echo. I can't remember what it's called, but um, that's a fun show. I'll be doing uh, I don't know. I should figure. I should have looked at this before. I'll be at the uh, Punchline in Philadelphia coming up. I'll be at um, the, I think, the Punchline in Sacramento and in San Francisco as well. And uh, those will be with Nikki Glazer. Um, yeah, check out those shows. And check don't out our, forget to I check don't. out our show at Caroline, September 27th. September 27th, Tom and Tommy Comedy, Comedy Mommy. Mommy. Tickets <laughs> are on sale right now at carolines.com and you can get Tickets for ten dollars with promo code mommy, and but check you have it to out. Say it, mommy, mommy, mama, mommy. Uh, we have a fucking awesome lineup for that Hell show. Yeah. We have Joe List, Aparna Nancherla, Sean Donnelly, mm. Martin Urbano, oh, wow. Christina, Christina Hutchinson of the fucking Guys We Fucked podcast. It is cool they changed the name to the fucking guys. The we fucking fucked. guy. It was these fucking guys we and fucked. More were the guys and more. Yeah, we're the three guys. More. Um, so check that out. Again, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash standbyyourband. And uh, rate and review us on iTunes if you get a chance. We appreciate that big time. And uh, we'll leave you guys with a little keep it crispy. Is that how you end <laughs> yeah, the show? Yeah. Like, just like keep it crispy? On the count of three. One, two, three. Keep, keep it, it crispy. crispy. Bye. Bye.